Live from the William Hill Sportsbook at Silver 7's Hotel and Casino, it's Cofield and Company. We're checking out some preseason NFL, Silver 7's, two bars to hang out at, awesome machines, good gaming floor with tables as well. Check out the Silver and Gold, or we're hanging out down at the Bud Light Lounge on Wednesdays, one of their great giveaways. Gas card giveaway every Wednesday in August, 6 o'clock to 10 o'clock every 15 minutes. $50 gas card goes out. Just got to play with your A-Play card, and you are in. Battle Born Injury Lawyers presents the Big Five at Five, number five. Well, that didn't work out for the Tigers. We never talk Detroit Tigers because it is a pathetic organization. There were actually a lot of people who were betting the Tigers over before the season. You remember what the number was? Was it 79? Oh, I remember what it was because I have an under. 77 and a half. 77 and a half. And we had people who were bullish on the over. It has not worked out for a lot of reasons. Their GM got fired, correct? Yep. Al Avila. So he's out. Seven years he had a chance to uh, rebuild the organization. It did not work. But, you know, I don't think he comes off looking like the bad guy. The owner, Chris Illich, son of Mike, Mike passed away, Caesars guy. Mm-hmm. Well, Little Caesars Pizza, not Caesars Casino. Um, Illich gets up there, and someone asks him a question about, hey, why did you guys get rid of Justin Verlander? And he, it, it felt like he was stymied. I didn't trade those players away, right? Our, our general manager did. Al, Al did. That's, that's his role. Uh, if you're asking if the organizational... You know, I'm, I'm not going to comment on past activities and, um, you know, uh, go through a litany of moves that Al has made over the course of the past years. Um, you can all assess that on your own. And I'm, I'm really focused at this point looking forward. Love it. Don't blame me. Blame the guy who's been here since, like, nah. forever. You're the, you're, you're, you're the owners. They, they run it by you. They just don't they, – they're not going to move a guy like freaking Justin Verlander, who's one of the stars of the franchise, without running it by you. Right. So it, now to be like, well, it wasn't me. Cause that, and he says players are those guys. The other name that was mentioned was J.D. Martinez. So, like, the, that was the question. Do you regret trading those guys? Because both are still pretty good performers in today's Major League Baseball. Um, but also, we should note, like, it's not just that. Certain things haven't worked out for them. One of the big names for them coming into this year, Spencer Torkelson was supposed to be, like, the guy. One of their prospects, he's hitting 197, and he hasn't worked out in any way whatsoever. Like, those little things like that haven't really worked out for this team. And when you're relying on your prospects to graduate to the big leagues and perform and those things don't pan out, well, then everything starts to fall apart. But, yeah, you're right. Like, that was, to me, that's why I sent this over. I was more fascinated by this just getting driven up and up and up in terms of the win total. And there was even, you know, the Pakoda projections. For those who don't know, Pakoda comes out with these projections every single year before the season starts. People were mocking Pakoda because their projections for them was like 69 wins. They're going to be right. Yeah. I'll tell you, the other thing, if you're in one of these markets and you're not winning and the kids have taken over, it's got to be so depressing. Yeah. Especially when they have that attitude. It's that attitude, and it's also the inability to kind of forecast what people are going to ask you. That's an owner of a major league franchise stumbling and stammering. We have so many of these folks, and again, I don't want to attack this kid, but we have so many of these folks 
who get handed teams and you're like, you are not a chip off dad. What is, I mean, the, the buffoon who spoke at the beginning of the season, the, the Reds owner's yep. son who's like, where else are you going to go? You don't like it. We're going to move. Like, why would you say that? And there's so many of these cases where, you know, come on, Bob McNair's kid, Cal. Yeah. I mean, that that's a freaking disaster. There's so many of these cases. We'll give a break. I think Jeannie has mostly turned around the Lakers, but that's a little bit dysfunctional no, right now, too. No, she hasn't. LeBron James chose them. That's what happened. They're still a mess. So remember what you just heard from that guy who's you know now the owner since his dad passed away in 2017 and where the Tigers go from here. Because here's the I, – I don't know if anyone asked it. You know, it's easy It's easy to ask, hey, you know what, Verlander and uh, J.D. Martinez are in town. The, the question now that needs to be asked is, why did you sign Javier Baez? Yep. My Lord. He played in a bandbox, is not a contact hitter. Now you bring him in even to, like, shrunken Tiger Stadium? Yep. It still sucks for hitters. He has been terrible. God, I, I get I get so mad. I don't know why I get so mad about baseball. And these different markets that can't win. And some of these owners, because in the end, we know what's going to happen. Chris Illich and the Tigers are still going to make money. There is really no serious repercussion. If Illich was like, I'm going to sell the team, I'll show you. They're going to make so much freaking money. So for the fans, you're just you're screwed. And, and I mean, I feel like we should be fair in the sense that, like, because you're talking about Javier Baez, because I agree with you. I've never really gotten the love for Javier Baez. When you looked at some of his numbers, especially over the last few seasons, has not been great, right? But I guess you extend the, you know what, at least the Tigers were trying. Like, there was some expectations of the young guys stepping up. That's why they go and get a Javi Baez type to potentially kind of push forward this movement for them. It's why a lot of betters thought that they were going to be a lot better this year. So I guess you give them some credit for trying, but when your owner comes out and acts like this, oh boy, it removes a lot of the goodwill. I just read another disturbing note about Chris Illich, Mike Illich's son. You know where he went to school? Penn State. No. No, high school. Oh. With Papa Doc. Really? Yeah. Was that Cranbrook? Yeah. That's where he went. So that, could be, <laughs> that, could be the, that could be the problem from, from 8 Mile. What a nightmare for Tigers fans. Sorry. Number four. Move it along. Move it along, baby. My God, this has been a bad week for former NFL players. Marshawn Lynch here in town. I don't know what yeah. the hell he was doing, how he shredded the freaking tires on his car. See the pictures? Uh, we talked about the pictures yesterday. I, that, wow. Like, I was trying to figure out how the hell you do that to the left side of the car. And it's one thing, you know, if, obviously, if you're driving normally, I would hope you didn't veer across the road and slam your left tires onto the, uh, the curb. I don't know how he did it. Have you seen any update on this on where he was? No. Before? I just saw the pictures of him getting physically dragged out of the car just looking not there. What do you think of the pictures of being dragged out of the car? I mean. The video came out earlier. I haven't had a chance to watch it. I haven't had a chance to watch it either. Yeah, the I, RJ had it up about two hours ago. I'll just say, look, it's it's the same thing. And, like, we're going to talk about Frank Gore momentarily. These guys put forth public personas, but it's the same with anybody in your life. You have no idea what they're like what their demons are, yeah. and especially in this city where we know what just recently happened, where when I was leaving the other day, the Starbucks on Flamingo and Rainbow, and there's the giant painted mural right there on the corner for the life that was lost in the Henry Ruggs crashed. I, I just, you can't be doing that kind of stuff, man. You can't. And the Gore story, Frank Gore, the former NFL running back, kind of turned boxer, 
allegedly grabbed a naked woman by her hair, dragged her across a hallway in Atlantic City. Atlantic City's had its run-ins with NFL yep. players, right, in the past. Probably the, one of the more famous domestic violence uh, incidents in NFL history with Ray Rice on video and the, the elevator thing. Um, so we'll see. It's early on. You never know truly what happens in these stories. But as we get more details with Gore and especially Marshawn, this is um, – First of all, it's very. I, I have no idea if he was drunk, high. I don't know what the toxicology is going to say. Uh, but even at a minimum for Marshawn, it, it you don't want you certainly don't want him to hurt someone. But from a business standpoint, he has turned into a media mogul post career. Yep, he's got a ton of spokesperson and endorsement deals. And you wonder how many are going to stick by him and go. Okay, well, the bit is kind of funny, but. Bro, we can't have you, you we, know, riding on your rims. We just saw him the other day, right? One of the like the more viral videos that came out last recent, like I said, week or so, was him doing the voiceover for Darth Vader. It was hilarious, right? But that, all that kind of goodwill gets ruined. And even here with a guy like Frank Gore, you know, when you read the, the details of the report and the fact that police actually did come back around the next few days and decided to charge him, Frank Gore is, if you ask anybody before this happened, was you'd think, good guy, great guy, longtime pro. You love Frank Gore. You got no idea, man. Number three. Do we have more details on how the magic was worked to get the Lions to? I was going to say give, but it really they didn't give. It cost the it cost the Rams a bunch. How they got Matt Stafford? What did Sean McVay do to flex his muscle and get this done? And now we got a Super Bowl. So first off, I need to apologize to the show. I had a brilliant idea. Okay. I dramatically reenacted, audio-wise, Sean McVay's quote that I'm about to read you. Okay. Laden with F-bombs and everything and was going to edit it, and then I totally forgot to send it. (laughs) You had a whole whole thing set up. It was going to be brilliant. Uh, But apparently, so we know the story. We know briefly what part of the story is, right? That McVay and him, uh, they were at the same resort in the offseason, and that ultimately they met up with one another. Well, you got a couple more details on this from McVay that uh, after he met Stafford for cocktails and discussed football, according to a report from Seth Wickersham, um, McVay made a FaceTime call to members of the front office when he was, quote, a few tequilas in. Which, by the way, we've seen McVay, I would assume, a few tequilas in. That was during the draft when he was laughing and mocking and chiding the New England Patriots for taking their uh, rookie offensive lineman. Quote from uh, McVay when he's talking to his superiors, the executives. Here's the effing deal, okay? We can sit here and exist and be okay winning 9 to 11 games and losing in the effing divisional round and feel like, oh, everything's okay. Or we could let our mother effing nuts hang and go trade for this effing quarterback and give ourselves a chance to win an effing world championship. You ready to effing do this or what? What do you say to that? (laughs) Hey, you know what? No, no. I'd say sleep on it. <laughs> there you go. Sleep on it, Sean. You, you calm down. Relax. We'll talk about this in the morning. You're a little too aggressive right now. Number two. Okay, now I'm going to pull an audible here. Omaha. Ham sandwich. Green. Um, I did just, as you were telling that scintillating story about McVeigh, I did just watch the Marshawn Lynch video. Oh, boy. Which will... Tweet out at ESPN Las Vegas. Fine job by our friends at the RJ. So, you know, if you listen yesterday, I mentioned during the Justin Watkins conversation that um, officers really have to be careful in cases like this. 
right, when you're dealing with celebrities? Because I thought there were whispers that the Lynch side may claim that Lynch got roughed up during the arrest. So I just watched the whole thing. First of all, they come up on the car. It looks like he's out cold. Oh, he is. That's he, is. he is out cold, and then he's very unresponsive as they're talking to him. And they drag him out of the car and cuff him. Did you see anything wrong with the way they cuffed him? And there was a knee in his back. I mean, he, was, he's, he almost looks like he's asleep. And he's a gigantic guy, so I don't think cuffing him is that easy. So it looked like they had to use, like, double cuffs, you know, a little extension. Right. But it didn't – listen, that's what they put out. I don't know if there was other – something happened, you know, when he was being booked or, you know, on the way down to jail. But, man, that, that video is pretty damning. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he, he looks messed up. He looks like he's kind of asleep. He's lounging in the back. He's got a head behind – he's got his, like, a hand behind his head like he's just chilling. I mean – I haven't seen the video in its entirety. You read details of the video, and that's what it says, that he was essentially unresponsive while sitting in the car. If you're tr- if you're going to try to claim that, that is very disingenuous for what is not, a really nothing, dangerous not, mistake. I haven't seen anything yet. Right. But, yeah, I'd heard that might be a possibility, and, and now watching it, again, we did, we have all we have is a two-minute video, but it's uh, it's pretty interesting. that He's not in good shape when he's in the car. No. Not at all. And, and, it, and it would sort of explain that uh, in that state, you could really mess up your automobile. So he was driving a Mustang, and he was driving on the wheel well and basically stripped down. Really nice rim on the front left tire, and the rear left is flat. So I don't even, I don't even know how far he drove like that. And then uh, it looks like he was sleeping or pretty much out cold in the car. Top story. Number one. What a freaking disaster for the Golden Knights. What bad news today. I know everyone's got an opinion on Robin Leonard. He's been a very polarizing player. The end of last season was bizarro. Was he healthy enough to play or not? Why was he playing? Who was telling him to play? Was it DeBoer's decision? Was it coming from upstairs? Now we go through almost an entire offseason. We're ready to go here with the Golden Knights at the beginning of September, get rolling towards the season. We find out this morning Leonard is out for the season. The goalie situation, Logan Thompson is the guy in waiting, and he got some valuable playing time a year ago. Is he good enough to you know, play whatever, 60, 65% of games and win them a Stanley Cup? And the thing is, they, they, they have no choice but to move forward with this and tinker as much as they can for now. They're a team of now. You don't trade Max Pacioretty, who, by the way, is now injured with the Canes, but you don't trade him basically in a salary dump keep the rest of the group if you're like oh you know now we can throw our hands up and i guess this will be a down year there, there can't be a down year you got it you got to move forward with this group which i would assume means that you have to go find another body to put between the pipes with thompson and that's something against him i mean you can roll forward and he'd be your starter for the majority of these games 55 60 games whatever it is but again when you're talking about splitting games between robin leonard and logan thompson it's a pretty good goaltender situation to have if those are your top two guys but if Thompson is now your top guy and you're having to find the backup situation and somebody who's going to start 25-ish games or so for you, like that's something where you have to improve your top two guys. You ha- I would think you have to go find somebody else. They got some work to do, serious yeah. work to do. This is a good management team. They lined up things really well in year one. They were super competitive the last couple of years up until you know last year when they kind of fell apart uh, in the middle of the season because of injuries and then salary cap issues. Man, to hit the reset button without your number one goalie, 
go for a cup this year is going to be tough. It's the Big Five at Five, brought to you by Battle Born Injury Lawyers. If you've been injured, call Justin Watkins at Battle Born Injury Lawyers, 570-9000. And he makes contact. It's loud. It is far. It is gone. Number 12 hits number 13. It's a three-run shot with two outs, and the Dodgers now lead it eight to four. Now, back to the William Hill Sportsbook Inside Silver Sevens with Cofield and Company. Joey! Do it, baby. Home run, Joey Gallo. And 267 for the Dodgers. It's on fire. The last time I was this mad at the Yankees and Yankees fans was... The mistreatment of my guy, Alex Rodriguez. Very angry. Very angry about how the... I don't mind the Yankees trading him because it was not working. Yankees fans, a lot of them are putzes. Uh, Hometown hero, Joey Gallo. Didn't play well in New York. Tortured. Said he didn't even really want to go out of his house in Manhattan. You know, in between games. So, just mean stuff. Now he's a Dodger. I hope he has a big close of the season. He's a free agent. I hope he gets a, a deal, resurrects his career. But he really, whether he plays a lot full-time or he's just coming off the bench, he really is a hell of a pickup. You know, you take a chance on him. He's a former, what, two-time 40-homer guy. He had another season with 38. So that was awesome. That was that was good Joey Gallo right there. Monstrous hey. opposite field power. You know, actually going to the opposite field. Uh, a couple things. First off, Angels will give him $100 million. So that'll work. <laughs> yes. um, two, two years. Yeah. <laughs> two years, 50 apiece. Yeah. Uh, also, I mean – the Yankees are now cursed. This is the new curse of the Bambino. Yep. Matt Carpenter goes down. Giancarlo Stanton's been injured. Rizzo's been injured. The whole thing fell apart. It's, it's Aaron Judge and nobody else. They're so bad right now. Yep. Can I do the, can I do the, the disingenuous Shohei Otani type argument, though, with Aaron Judge? I thought you were the MVP. Why aren't they winning more games, Steve? Oh, believe me, I thought of you. Although Judge, I, I think Judge in like four hundred. Right, like, like the last like, this is a one man gang. Oh, uh, believe me, I thought of you as the MVP race starts to narrow again. Narrow, he's like a nearly four dollar favorite because the well, it's I think it's going to narrow because the Yankees are going to fall back a little bit. Yeah, and if Otani can close strong, and you got you know you got a guy finishing up with what thirty five homers and you know fourteen wins with one hundred and seventy five strikeouts. Fourteen wins. Is that too much? Yeah, <laughs> he's got ten. It took him like three. It took him like. There was a stretch. Did he have like six starts in which he gave up like three total earned runs and didn't get a win? It's ridiculous. We got some good stuff coming up in about 20 minutes. I want you to hear what Derek Carr was saying about, you know, one of the the guys who emerged last year but really could be a freaking linchpin on the defense in Nate Hobbs. But on the way, UNLV had really big news yesterday, a local TV deal to televise a lot more of their sporting events. You know, beyond men's basketball and football, everyone's going to get a lot more exposure. Eric Harper, the athletic director, is going to join Cofield and company, talk about the new Silver State Sports and Entertainment Network and what's going on as we approach the football season. Now just 16 days away from kickoff. Hanging at the William Hill Sportsbook inside Silver Sevens, it's Cofield and company. So I'll admit, yesterday I went a little crazy talking about Hard Knocks and Dan Campbell and the whole football atmosphere. And I've always said, hey, I want, you know, the radio station to run like a football team. It's not going to happen. 
But I, I, I love it. And I've been out at you know a bunch of the Raiders practices, many more UNLV practices, and you've been out there too. Yep. Like, football's here. And then when you get to see the guys practice and the coach is coaching, it's just like, it's invigorating. Fired up. Like, totally fired up. I love, I love listening to people get screamed at. It's, it's absolutely fantastic. Eric Harper is the athletic director. I don't think he's screaming at anybody, but, uh, but he played the game, so I'm sure he, he got a tongue lashing here and there, and uh, he's ready for football. we got some big news to get into. Eric, how are you? I'm good, Steve. How are you doing, man? Right? Isn't, isn't August, isn't there like a different feel? Like football is just different than everything else. It, it's a different feel, yes, 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 absolutely. But also at the same time, uh, you know me, Steve, it's, it's that time of year where everybody's starting to return to campus and all yep. the sports are getting rolling. But football has a different different vibe considering I'm a born and raised in Texas, so a little different for me. Yep, and uh, across the spectrum, Lady Rebels just came out with their uh, non-con, so we can get into that a little bit. I've been watching the Run and Rebels practice. We'll get into that as they have their summer practice before the uh, big trip to Canada. But let's talk about the big news yesterday. Um, what is the Silver State Sports and Entertainment Network? You guys have aligned yourself with Fox 5. You know, it's an opportunity, uh, as I said yesterday, it's just an opportunity for us to showcase and promote our, you know, Olympic sports uh, in a lot of ways, uh, in particular men's, uh, uh, women's basketball, as well as volleyball. Uh, we'll do some softball and some baseball games. And, and what it does, it continues to give us an opportunity in a very unique way to enhance and build our brand and showcase our brand across the, you know, Las Vegas uh, surrounding communities and and sh- and give our athletes, a student, our student athletes, the experience uh, of being on TV when normally that doesn't happen for them. Right, and I would assume that uh, even though you guys aren't directly involved with NIL, the folks who are around the university, you know, outside the university who are dealing with NIL, the more exposure for those non-revenue sports, the Olympic sports, only helps those kids potentially get their own NIL deals. Yeah, absolutely. Again, it goes back to them having also an opportunity to build their brand. And when they do, and, and they'll be obviously interviews during games, and I mean, no different than if it was on um, a you know national uh, game, if it was promoted there in production there, they have an opportunity to be able to showcase themselves and their integrity, their character, uh, their smiles, and, and make sure that uh, they take advantage of their name, image, and likeness. How did this come together with uh, Fox? I know you've had a, a long relationship with Fox, and you know, in terms of coaches' shows and and coverage. But uh, why Fox? Why do they make it the uh, easy choice? You know, Fox has been a longtime supporter of UNLV athletics, a longtime supporter of UNLV. But you know, Fox is also a philanthropic uh, partner uh, with UNLV athletics. And when they brought the opportunity to us, we you know we did our our homework and our due diligence with uh, Dan Dolby uh, with Learfield, our corporate partner and multimedia rights partner. And it just made a whole lot of sense for us to partner with someone in this space that is truly in it for, for UNLV and truly in it to make a difference for our student athletes. And they have, they have hired some of our student athletes uh, for full-time jobs in the past. And they've also just, been able to showcase and help build the brand of UNLV Athletics. 
Fox does a really good job. Uh, Kevin Bollinger was on the UNLV beat for years, and now uh, Paloma puts out as you know as much material, and her coverage is excellent. Um, Cox one twenty five. I know it's going to be on that channel. I don't exactly know what Fox five point two is. I want to get into that. Um, can you ex- kind of explain um, the distribution? And I've had I've had people ask like, hey, what happens out of market? You know, and people in market are like, well, can we get that on satellite? So where is it available, and can this grow? At this point, on digi- it's a digital antenna 5.2. The, the digital antenna for Fox is also 5.1, but they also have 5.2. And so that, that is a space that uh, if you don't have Cox, you'll be, you can get it with a digital antenna. At this time, it's not on the satellite, uh, but we'll continue to look at opportunities and ways to expand. You know, we're in the very infant stages, and the more that, that, that it's involved, the more opportunities we'll have to expand and do different things. Like, uh, as I mentioned yesterday, some, you know, inside UNLV athletics, we'll also be able to promote the university uh, in different ways as well. Uh, we'll be able to showcase our relationship with the hotel college and they providing meals at the training table for UNLV athletics, uh, our connectivity with the sports medicine world, as it relates to the med school. So there's a lot of different things that we'll be able to showcase that include the university and an opportunity to also showcase the wonderful students we have on campus as yeah, well. I don't know if you, uh, Eric Harper's with us, the AD at UNLV. Sorry to cut you off there. But I, I don't know if you got in the Gaming Institute. I saw yesterday there was a, a photo shoot. I'm, I'm assuming that's going to be part of uh, maybe uh, what goes on the big screens at the football games, but a couple of the players. I think it was Austin Ajake, and now I'm blanking on the second. Oh, Kyle Williams. They were actually over at the Gaming Institute, which is – which is cool. Like, embrace everything in the UNLV community. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, 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 I spoke with the president many times, and, you know, it's, I've just sit on president's cabinet, and we talk about consistent collaboration amongst all of our departments on campus. Regardless of it's sports or academia, we're always looking to build the brands of our, of our university and connecting with other parts of the university in a collaborative way and IGI and the International Gaming Institute is a wonderful spot that uh, provides, you know, a safe way to understand the world of, of gaming, understand uh, gaming anonymous and those particular things that, that go, go along with it. But it's an educational opportunity for our student athletes. And at times we've had, prior to the Fertitta football complex, we'd have our meals over there uh, during training camp. So it's, a, it's, a, it's an area that uh, we've uh, we've done a great a lot of work with in the past and continue to do. So, what is everything that uh, somebody who wants to text check this out when this is open? Well, what is what is going to be available on this channel in terms of sports? Uh, every single sport when we're talking about like uh, baseball, softball, Mountain West golf. What are we going to be able to watch here? We'll be able to watch baseball, softball, volleyball, women's basketball, uh, anything that the Mountain West for the most part doesn't pick up on its networks we'll be able to, to showcase it. You know, golf is going to be a little bit more challenging, uh, obviously, because just the way it, it, the layout of obviously the course and, and length and all those stick things need a lot of cameras. Uh, but yeah, at the same time, we're, we're talking about doing swimming uh, as well and the, at the Jim Wright's pool. So there's, a, there's a, a lot of things that we're going to continue to try to do and showcase. And, and also it'll be streamed, of course, uh, as well. But showcase, our, again, our student-athletes and the UNLV brand. UNLV with a new TV deal locally, the uh, Silver State Sports and Entertainment Network, uh, working with Fox 5. Um, 
Something else to mention, and a lot of fans have asked about this, as we look at the football schedule, uh, we're not seeing uh, TV right now for North Texas, but especially people are freaking out about the game against Reno. So is there a you know possibility that this could be a place where football games land or maybe even running Rebels in the non-con? A lot of times the games aren't televised. Yeah. Uh, could the biggest of, you know, the biggest two sports at the school actually land we, on this channel? We, yes, they, those, those uh, contests definitely can land on, on this channel. The North Texas game, obviously, at this particular point in time, has not been picked up. Uh, the, the UNR game has not been picked up, which is uh, which is a surprise. But at the same time, it, you know, if we can con- we control it, we can put it on. Uh, we can have, you know, we'll take care of all the production and, and those particular things. And it's just been an opportunity for us to also showcase more thirty-second commercials uh, about the institution as well as showcase some of our wonderful partners that we have uh, associated with UNLV and UNLV Athletics and also have some features on some of our wonderful students on campus and, and wonderful professors and faculty that are keep UNLV at a high, as a high research institution. So uh, just a lot of really good things that we can do on, on those particular Saturdays and also some running rebel basketball games that don't get picked up. We have an opportunity to do those as well. So Really exciting opportunity, really exciting time, and I can't thank uh, Michael Cord, Fox Five for uh, for his uh, interest in doing this, and also just our great partner with Dan Dolby with Learfield. Just two individuals that really care about UNLV athletics and are vested in what we're trying to do as an institution. UNLV's got a good journalism program. Is there any collaboration there in getting students involved? You know, that's a good, that's a good idea. Uh, we hadn't, I hadn't th- thought about that, but we know we've got one of the best in the business and, and Andy Grossman. So I'm sure we can, uh, spend some time with them and, and see what, uh, what provides them with an opportunity to do some features within the game and within the, um, commercials that we do. So it's, that's a great idea. First Rebel football game is coming up in 16 days at Allegiant Stadium on August 27th. Idaho State is in town. Uh, right now, there are season tickets available for all six games. Prices start at one fifty. Three game mini plan too, uh, for under a hundred dollars. Uh, anything yeah. else going on in terms of incentives? I'm sure you guys are going to be adding specials uh, during yeah. the year and some food specials and stuff like that. Yeah, we'll do some specials throughout the year. Uh, single game tickets are twenty four for the Idaho State game as well as UNT uh, University of North Texas. Uh, but we also have some premium seats available if someone wants to get season tickets. We have those available that comes with uh, complimentary uh, F and B. But the opportunity to see uh, the Rebels play in Allegiant Stadium, you know, again, this will be just the second season of full fan uh, opportunities there at, uh, at Allegiant Stadium. And obviously it's a spectacular $2 billion facility uh, that we get an opportunity to play in and share with uh, with the Raiders and uh, our student athletes, our players, uh, our, our players, our student athletes, and other sports that get recognized during the games. Obviously, we'll be recognizing women's basketball for their championship uh, this past year. We'll recognize baseball for their championship. Men's women is swimming, and, uh, men swim and dive for their championship this year as well. Also, get an opportunity to recognize our uh, volleyball program and their championship, and and we'll also recognize all of our sports. Just talking about their upcoming seasons, and it's just a great opportunity to also help with recruiting for all of our sports. I I have some scheduled uh, meetings with recruits on the sideline at pregame of a couple games already set with some of our other sports. So it's a really great opportunity over there at Allegiant Stadium. 
And the more the fans are in there and screaming and yelling, the better it is for us from the recruiting process uh, to be able to show the, the, the excitement, the energy of UNLV Rebel fans. They got a hell of a quarterback race going on right now with uh, Harrison Bailey and as a transfer, holdovers, Doug Brumfield, and also Cam Friel and even uh, Jade Maiava, local, who is uh, you know probably not in the mix for the top three, but a, a bright future for him. Have you been out of practice? Uh, what do you think of practice? And the other thing is I some of the other guys who transferred in at other positions, from what we're hearing, have really turned into leaders. I know Seneca McKee's getting a lot of props for you know working the dark hours, and I had a chance to talk to Aiden Robbins and, and Jeff Weimer. It's a uh, it's a good group, you know. It's a it's a good group, and there's a lot of maturity amongst the group. Yeah, I've been out to practice, of course. I I love what I see, but the the best thing about sitting in the chair of the athletic director when it comes to playing time and picking a starter, it's all on the coaches. And uh, I have confidence in Coach Arroyo that uh, he'll do what's what's best for the team and in all positions. And I have a lot of confidence in those guys over there that uh, that coach the game of football. Eric Harper, AD at UNLV, is with us. How did the uh, Canada trip for the Running Rebels come together? Because that's going to start up here in less than a week. It, it's been in the process for a while. Actually, I believe it would have been co- the COVID year that they were going to go, but obviously that didn't happen. Had to cancel it, and nothing was able to get worked out a year ago. And uh, So it's been on the books. Uh, so now we're, we have an opportunity to do it, and I think it's a great opportunity for Kevin to get you know some early practices in and also – some you know three 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 competitions I believe it is that they'll have up in Canada. So it's just a good opportunity for Kevin, the new staff to uh, to get a feel for his team in competition prior to November. No doubt, it's a great head start. You know, especially for a team that has a bunch of transfers. And we should mention uh, Lotus Broadcasting is going to have all three games uh, live on at least you know, one of our stations somewhere. We just have to kind of figure out and mesh it with what's going to happen with the uh, Aces and uh, the ladies' playoff schedule. Uh, Eric Harper is with us. You know, I wanted to close on this one. I haven't had a chance to talk to you about uh, the Raiders and Sandra Douglas Morgan. For you, and I talked to President Whitfield uh, when she was introduced at Allegiant Stadium. For you, uh, I'm sure you know her. I'm sure you've talked to her. Uh, What does she do for the relationship now? Because you guys had to have a copacetic relationship with the Raiders to make the whole stadium thing work. Absolutely. And before I go, I just want to thank Lotus for carrying uh, the basketball games up in Canada uh, coming up here in, in next week. But with Sandra, it's, it's been, you know, we've had some brief conversation. And with Sandra being a UNLV alum, it's, it's absolutely awesome to have her over at the Raiders uh, corporate offices and, and gives us an opportunity to, to talk to a rebel uh, and someone that really cares about UNLV cares about UNLV as an as a institution, as a brand, and an opportunity to work hand-in-hand uh, with, the, with the Raiders and, and Sandra and the Rebels so that we can you know, maximize the opportunities and, and our exposure and from a recruiting perspective, as well as just other events that we, could, we can have and, and, and talk about over there in, in, the, in the process of just making UNLV brand over there much, much greater. Eric, before we get you out of here, I just want to let you know my name is Jonathan Von Tobel. I have a TV and radio background, so we're opening this thing up. <laughs> You're making, you know. He's making job pitches for the new network. What are you doing? <laughs> I, 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 I thought there was somebody else over there, but I, I, I hadn't heard any questions from him. <laughs> I, I kind of I dominate at times. That's, we also that's, similar voices. I asked that's, you a couple. Yeah, we have, he actually asked half the questions, right? Uh, Eric, we really appreciate it. I'll uh, see you out 
at the uh, football facility soon. And if not, uh, see you at game one. Thanks for the time today. Yep, getting ready to run over to our, our uh, soccer, women's soccer team. has got a little uh, scrimmage going on tonight, so going to run over there and, and watch them for a little bit and uh, get ready for uh, the loyalty circle event tomorrow and a couple of other things as well. So excited about uh, what's going on with UNLV uh, in the coming year. Good deal. We'll see you. Thank you. There he is, Eric Harper, AD at UNLV. Hopefully Q's not listening to me openly pitch myself. <laughs> you got to always work it. Yeah, come on, man. There's Q's, opportunity. Understand. There's Q's opportunity. a worker. He understands. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Imagine if Q's <laughs> like, don't work any other jobs. Coming up tonight on ESPN National, Q Myers in for Freddie and Fitz. Cofield and Company presents. Grab bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Put your hand in there, Dave. Preseason football, Giants up on the Patriots. Beginning of the second half, it's 10-7 in that one. And how did Malik Willis look so far for uh, the Titans? I got, off to a good, got off to a good start, scored a touchdown. Yeah. So, I hope he makes it. I hope I he makes too. it. I mean, I, so I've thrown this out there. Look, I mean, Ryan Tannehill's been solid as Titans quarterback. Statistically, he has gotten a little bit worse each year. Week 7, I think, is their bye, and then they have a game with the Colts after the bye, somewhere in that range. They're two and five, whatever. Tannehill's right. struggling. Do we get to see Malik Willis early? I mean, I threw them out the other day. Uh, we were talking about Seattle and what the goals are for Seattle. And if the goal is to get a top ten pick, you do realize that there's going to be a bunch of teams trying to get Bryce Young and uh, and McCord and some others. Stroud, right? So I think CJ Stroud would be. I a- keep saying CJ McCord. I don't know yeah. why I do that. Stroud, okay. Stroud, 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 Stroud. I get stuck on certain names. Stroud. I thought you um, were just naming somebody that I didn't remember. No, McCord was like one of the backups. I okay. So. <laughs> Uh, but I actually threw Tennessee out as a team that might look at it and go, we got to turn the page. And whether it's Willis or, you know, they try to get another quarterback next year. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think Tannehill, unless he's wildly successful this year, I don't think he's long for Tennessee. And let's just say this. If you, if you want any indicators as to, like, a team getting lucky with their record and, like, a bounce back coming, the Titans are the ultimate candidate for that. Some of the games they won last year were absolutely ridiculous. So we got something interesting developing at Raiders camp. You know, Trayvon Mullen is still dinged up. Uh, I, I think they, they wanted him to be the other cornerback across from Yacarasin, uh, Yasin. Um, Nate Hobbs was, a, was awesome in the slot last year. He's been really good so far in practice. Could he be the starting cornerback? Derek Carr was asked about Hobbs, but especially the fact that Hobbs is matched up against Devontae Adams, and in practice that matchup has been really intense. Devontae's always going to make plays. From your vantage point, what is that battle between Devontae and Nate like? Oh, man, they've been going at it. And Nate, I, I told him all the time, I tell him, I'm so proud of you, man. Keep working. Keep going. He, he's a guy that's been over to my house a couple of times. I've been able to talk to him. He's been able to share with me in his life and his journey and all this kind of stuff. And watching someone, when, when Devontae walks up in a one-on-one, right, Nate's like, I want the rep. You know, you know like, you know, he's not backing down. He's like, I want that challenge. You know, if it was up to Nate, he'd guard everybody. And I think that that's what you want out of a DB. And it doesn't matter. You know, you guys have been in practice. If Devontae makes a play or whatever, then boom. Nate's like, I don't care. Next play. And then boom, he'll knock one down. And, and that's the competitive uh, spirit that you hope happens on your team. It really is incredible when you look back at the Gruden, Mayock era, how many guys they nailed. Productive players to great players. In the third, fourth, and fifth rounds. Yeah. But they, they couldn't – they had a really tough time with the first rounders. By the way, did Carr make you feel bad there? Where what? he's like, oh, he's been over my house. I've learned a lot about him. I think I've been to your place twice. You've been to mine twice. 
We've I've, known each other like seven or eight years. I've actually been to your house a lot more often. Oh, you have? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I really didn't talk to you or learn anything about you. And and when no, I really. came down to see you, I think I was dropping something off. You were. It was in the pa- the pandemic year. You saw Diego oh, wait, and we, his beer belly. I did. I saw Fat Diego. Now he's now I'm, I've been uh, very unhappy with his fitness level. He's way too thin. I can see his ribs. It's ridiculous. I don't get it. I don't know what's happened here. You had them all lined up to be, as I predicted, like a 5'11", 310-pound senior defensive tackle in high school, big-time recruit, and I don't know. Demetri will be that. Now he appears to be in line to be, I, I don't know, like a smallish second baseman. Yeah, no, Dimitri's going to be the guy. Your other son is yeah. a little stockier. I think oh, he, yeah. he, he's going to thin out, too. He, he's already slimming up a little bit, but it's, he's growing. He's a little long, but I'll, I'll, I'll plump one of them up on purpose. I don't, I don't know if you're supposed to say that on local radio. Someone's going to call CPS. Where's the proof? Well, I mean, plump could be anything. Right. Doesn't mean fat. Yeah. Just stocky, beefy. Load him up on the calories. Make sure he does a lot of push-ups and stuff. We'll just get him up with his weight. Stick your hand in there, Dave. So, to just build on the Hobbs thing for a second, I love Raider Nation, and it's most football fans, but they're, like, wildly over-the-top enthusiastic or they're incredibly in a stupid way, negative. So there was a conversation going on about Hobbs that I saw because uh, Vinny over on Raider Nation Radio 920 got involved for a second. There was a guy who uh, called himself King of Kali, and he goes, well, I hope Hobbs performs in practice. Kali? At- Actually, you're right, Kali. Um, <laughs> well, it's K. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's the- uh, I hope that Hobbs performs, uh, how he performs in practice will actually translate to the games. And Vinny responded, he's like, he finished his rookie season as the fifth-ranked cornerback in football last year, according to PFF. So the person responds, well, they had Cleve Furl as a top 30 edge, which I don't think that, that was the case. They didn't. He goes, I don't trust PFF much. So King of Cali is not trusting PFF with former NFL players, college players, watching hours and hours of tape to rank the players. Um, and then the argument turned into, well, he's not a top-five cornerback in the league. Like, that's not what you said. You basically suggested that he doesn't take his practice game to the, the real, the real yeah. games. Like, he did. He was, a, he was a highly ranked guy, according to PFF. Like, he delivered last year. 592 snaps in coverage for Nate Hobbs. Targeted 57 times. Gave up 47 receptions for just 398 yards and one touchdown. Also intercepted a pass and broke up a pass. That's those are incredible numbers for a corner. Trayvon Diggs, who everybody loves, gave up over a thousand yards last year. And Hobbs now has a chance to really save them at the beginning of the season if he can just hold up decently at the other cornerback position. They yep. need it. They need it badly. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Do you feel bad for Antonio Brown? He sent out a message today. It was sort of jokey, but I mean, I guess it, I don't know if it was, I don't know. It was serious. He's. He's out of the game, and I think he's out for good. He's only 33. He's going to be 34 soon. He goes, my, my biggest re- regret in my career doesn't involve calling my GM a cracker or showing up to the Raiders camp late in a hot air balloon with frozen feet or throwing rocks at that UPS driver. And it definitely doesn't involve taking my shirt off and doing a victory lap around Jet Stadium mid-game while throwing up deuces. My biggest regret is that I'll never get to see me, Antonio Brown, play a game live. He means it. I mean, good for him. I don't have that kind of confidence. I think this was a joke. No, it wasn't. He said, uh, 
very ball sack I can't imagine what, what it's like for you all to see something like that, like watching the Beatles or Jesus perform at Red Rocks. What? Was Jesus a musical performer? I don't, I don't know what's going on here. Thanks to Silver Sevens. We'll see you.